I'm on the train. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. For the 32nd time in program history and for the 8th time in the last 9 years, Arizona State football is headed to a bowl game. And for the 7th time in school history, Arizona State's bowl destination will be the West Texas town of El Paso, where on New Year's Eve afternoon, Coach Herm Edwards Sun Devils will take on the Florida State Seminoles in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. As the game's title sponsor might say, it'll be a bowl game experience that figures to be great. Lots to talk about on this Thursday night as we invite you to join us for the next hour for this special postseason bowl game edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and with me as always, second-year Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards. And together, Herm and I welcome you to our show, which has come your way all season long and does so again tonight from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. The Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe has, for the last two years, been our weekly home for Coach Edwards' radio show. We invite you to come on down, enjoy great food, great beverages, and some terrific Sun Devil football talk. We have guests aplenty on tonight's bowl game preview show. ASU linebackers coach and recruiting coordinator Antonio Pierce will drop by to talk about the newest members of the Sun Devil football program, the 13 players who signed letters of intent to attend Arizona State yesterday. In addition, you'll hear from the three newest members of Coach Edwards' ASU coaching staff, newly hired offensive coordinator Zach Hill and wide receivers coach and assistant recruiting coordinator Prentice Gill will be here, as will a former Sun Devil pass-catching great just promoted from offensive analyst to full-time assistant coach. Our dear friend Derek Hagan is in the house. I told you we had a lot of guests and a lot to talk about tonight. A reminder, we'll be airing tonight's All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, on Facebook Live. For fans who can't join us here at the Lodge, you can check out the live stream on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Our show is formatted like quarters, so without further ado or a don't, let's begin the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. First quarter. My pleasure to welcome in, sad to say, for the final time this season, Sun Devil second-year head coach Herm Edwards. Good evening, Herm. How are you, sir? It's good to be here, and our fans are just showing up as Boy, usual. Boy, aren't they? Because Ray's here now. His better half is That's not right. here. Uh, yeah. Buffy, she's got uh, holiday things to deal with. Yes. But I've got some announcements. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this bulletin just in from the newsroom. A little uh, drum roll here. Yeah, well, coach Edwards has. Uh, we got some announcements. An announcement yeah, or uh, announcements. One or, two, one or two. Well, that young man that's make. just walking by is Zach Hill. He's our new offensive coordinator. His lovely bride, Holly, is here. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I give them some. And we'll hear from Zach later in the show. And and our new defensive coordinator, uh, the guy that was already on the staff, Tony White, becomes our defensive coordinator. How about that? Congratulations. That's and, great news. And, and this is one that's kind of like really, really important. His, his beautiful bride is here, Antonio Pearson. His, his son, and, mm-hmm. and you mentioned he was the the linebacker coach, and yes, what yes. else did title did he have? Uh, recruiting coordinator. And we gave him another one, an assistant head coach. Wow! So he has there more titles than Ray, who's our AD, and myself. Uh, Antonio has three three titles. So now. He's bas- assistant head coach. So basically, he needs two business cards to get all his job titles on, right? We're already taking that plaque off his wall, and it's about this long now. 
Yeah. You know, all those titles, you know. It takes it's a half hour to read it, but it's, uh, it's worth the read, it's isn't it? It's all good. It's all good. That's yes. great. That's that's great news. And congratulations <laughs> to Tony White. Of course, we're, we have uh, literally so much to talk about and what's gone on in the last three weeks. It's almost like, where do you begin? But let's begin with that. First of all, uh, it stems from the fact that uh, two days ago, your outstanding defensive coordinator of the last two years, Danny Gonzalez, was hired to be the head coach at his alma mater, uh, the University of New Mexico. And uh, uh, we know Danny. He is uh, just a, a one-of-a-kind human being, a great person, a great coach. That's a great opportunity for him. But uh, how terrific it is that his former uh, protege and colleague at San Diego State, Tony White, takes over for him now with you. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's great for Danny and his family. Obviously, he went to, he went to college there, his alma mater, and uh, they were looking for a head coach. And he got into the finals and obviously won it. And, and that's good for 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 that program it's also good for our program and the fact that we talk about the pro development programs the pro model but we want players to graduate and obviously have a chance to go to pro football mm-hmm. we like coaches obviously to have other opportunities besides just being an assistant coaches and coordinators to become head coaches so it's just it's part of what we believe in um, he's the first one to leave, and we'll probably have some other coaches that have to leave and become head coaches as well. Hasn't taken you long to build a coaching tree, my friend. Well, it's, it's fun. It's fun to see other guys uh, have some success and off that success get some opportunities. Indeed. So congratulations to Tony White, just now announced as the Sun Devils' new defensive coordinator, and uh, great news for AP. I mean, that's a lot of titles, but he deserves each and every one of them, doesn't he? Well, he really does, and... Uh, he really works at it. He, he really does. And, and we're going to lose him eventually as well. Um, that's going to happen. You know, yep. He's going to go somewhere and be a head coach one day again. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was a head coach in high school. He was a great football player. And uh, that's just part of it, though. And you understand that when you're in this profession. Uh, but he's doing a great job for us. And he, he's, he's a big part of, uh, of why I'm sitting here. There's no doubt about it. And the players that we've brought in uh, due to him, you know, people don't realize he was actually the first coach I hired on staff right. was, was AP. Yeah, absolutely. ESPN and to know him really well there and AP was a huge part of what happened yesterday yesterday was the early signing day in college football and Herm your program inked 13 young men to national letters of intent uh you it's a group that includes six consensus four-star players and features several skill position uh, young men who figure to get an immediate opportunity with the openings that will exist with the uh, loss of uh, Eno Benjamin and Brandon Ayuk, who are on to the NFL. Well, we feel like we've, we brought in a nice class. Uh, we still have some work to be done. Uh, we still have some, some situations where uh, in another month, at the end of the month, some mm-hmm. things will come to fruition, obviously. Um, but in recruiting, it's, it's year-round, and it's about relationships. And we've built some nice relationships uh, with our assistant coaches, uh, f- with players, uh, not only just in California and Arizona mm-hmm. uh, and out of the state as well. And it's a lot of work recruiting. Eighty percent of these coaches' lives is recruiting, and, and we've got some guys that, that really know how to recruit. And you talk about those relationships, and I think that uh, helped – uh, pull uh, one of the big flips, I think, in college football yesterday when you were able to get six foot six inch wide receiver Johnny Wilson from Calabasas High School up in the uh, San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles to flip from Oregon to ASU. Well, not only did we get a uh, receiver, they actually, we got a coach from up there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that kind of helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, you'll indeed. meet him a little later with, and, with and Coach we'll, Hagen. Well, we got two receiver coaches, uh, you know, and, and, and they're. 
they, they've done a, look, they've been on the grass for, I think, three practices now, and you can just see the enthusiasm they have for coaching and the ability they have to coach. So it's, it's refreshing, you know, when you give young guys opportunities uh, to be position coaches, and they all aspire to move up the line, mm-hmm. and, uh, up the chain. Of, but it's fun to watch young guys when they get the first opportunity with a group of men and they go on the grass. I always watch it the first day because I can remember my first day as being a coach. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm the coach. I, I have the whistle. They really don't have the whistle. Only one whistle. I have it. <laughs> but with their group, they have the whistle for 20 minutes. And I peek over there and I'm watching those guys and they are going now. And it's just fun to watch. Guys. Yes. And we're going to hear from them uh, momentarily. And uh, I've already heard a lot of feedback from uh, receivers who love the work that they have uh, done so far with uh, Coach Gill and uh, it feels weird for me to say Coach Derek Hagan because he was my colleague a couple of years oh, ago. Okay. He's D. Hague to yeah. us and uh, one of the all-time great Sun Devils. Hey, before we uh, move on to other things, Herm, why don't you talk a little bit? Uh, you had a great story yesterday about uh, Diamante Trianum, the uh, outstanding running back from Archbishop Hoban High School in Akron, Ohio, who's going to be a Sun Devil now. And <laughs> what, what helped seal the deal recruiting-wise uh, well, with him? Uh, my daughters, uh, uh, Gabrielle and Vivian, uh, you know, we brought him over to breakfast with his mom. And, you know, I'm trying to, where is he at? And all of a sudden, he's in the room with my daughters. And they're playing Fortnite. And I'm going, I, I, think, I think we're going to get this guy. <laughs> and from that day forward, they would text him. And he would text back. And I'm going, this guy's really serious. He's going to come. But I tell you what, when, when, when our fans see him run the football, oh, boy, no fair dodging now. Mm-hmm. He is a, he's a good running back. And when you think about the schools that were after. I was Penn just going to say, I think the most significant them, I mean, thing is the school, where you went to, right in the heart of Big Ten country yeah. to pluck a running back yeah, like Michigan, that. Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, all those big-time programs were after this guy, and he just fell in love with, with us. And Ray did a great job of uh, visiting with him. You know, one thing we do with the recruits we bring in, they don't just meet our coaching staff. They meet the AD. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, that's, that's special. Yep. I mean, most families don't anticipate when I go on a recruiting trip, oh, by the way, I'm going to meet the AD. Yeah, you're going to go visit with the AD. Mm-hmm. That's, that's unusual. That generally doesn't happen. Wow. But, but Ray is obviously a guy that's all involved in this program and all the programs. He's done a wonderful job. But to take time off his calendar yeah. and to do that, yeah. that says something. That is awesome. Uh, now, we touched on these fellows a moment ago, a couple, uh, a couple of players leaving your program. But, boy, Eno Benjamin and Brandon Ayuk. Eno, two years, over 1,000 yards. The first Sun Devil running back since the mid-1970s to go over 1,000 yards in consecutive seasons. And Brandon Ayuk, I don't know if there was a more improved player in all of college football in 2019. Now he's racking up All-American notice, uh, two of them in the past week, as, a, uh, as one of the top all-purpose players in the country. And uh, for Brandon, you know, he had big shoes to fill. We, we lost uh, Nikhil to Correct. the NFL, and he actually replaced him. He mm-hmm. was the guy, next guy up, and I told him, I said, you're the next guy up. I said, you, you're playing that spot. Yep. And, and now I mean, someone has to replace him and be next man up. No doubt, and, and that's part of the transition phase of it all. And, and you can't say enough about Eno coming into the season. Um, he has a, a freshman quarterback, a freshman left tackle, and a right guard. Well, all that had to come to – had to be – working together you know mm-hmm. and, and, and i told him early they're gonna put 20 guys in the box they're gonna stop us from running the ball because they're gonna say that the freshman quarterback can't beat us and it took a while for us to get going and then they figured out the freshman quarterback he's pretty good too mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to loosen up the line of scrimmage and the offensive line got better and, and Eno ended up with a thousand yards again and had a very productive season for in, us in a lot of ways i think his thousand yards because better of, than the year before exactly because yes. of all that he had to deal with uh, in that regard 
like Coach Gonzalez leaving to go to New Mexico, another event that happened, and I think you probably felt like sort of on the inevitable side, was your backup quarterback, Joey Yellen, uh, entering the NCAA transfer portal. And I think it all stemmed from really a great performance he put on on November 9th against USC when he filled in for Jaden and threw for, what, nearly 300 yards and four touchdowns. No doubt. And knowing when you bring in three freshman quarterbacks that when one of them becomes the starter, there's probably one I'm going to leave. I mean, you just know mm-hmm. that's college football. That's anymore. just the way so, it so is. We understood it when we went out and recruited three of them. We said, look, we're probably going to lose one. And and Joey had a great relationship with Jaden. But I think at the end, he just felt like, you know, I want to play. And I, I got no problems with that. When a player wants to play, especially at the quarterback position, because these guys move around all over the country. That just happens at the quarterback position. But you're right. The SC game, when it was over, you know, I was walking back and, I was kind of talking to myself. I said, well, he won't be here long. He's going to leave. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> he, just put his, he just put his performance on tape for mm-hmm. people to look at, right? And we had a nice talk. Uh, it, he, he really struggled to leave here. And I told him this. I said, if it doesn't work out, you have a home. You can come back here. So that, that's kind of where I left it. Mm-hmm. But he's going to end up somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, selfishly, you'd love to see him come back. He's a great kid. Went through personal tragedy he late did. in the summer. And I think the Sun Devil family provided him with much-needed support in a difficult time. And, oh, by the way, he's a really talented player, as we saw on November 9th. But, uh, like you said, realistically, Herm, he's going to end up somewhere else. And you wish him the best. Hope we don't play against him. Mm, me too. So it's all good. He is really good. You know, with all these transitionary events that have taken place in the last three weeks, it's funny. Some people lose sight of the fact, oh, by the way, you're preparing to play a football game in 12 days against a program that has been one of college football's powerhouses in recent years. They've fallen on tough times in in the last couple of seasons, but still, uh, there's something about playing Florida State, and uh, they're going through a lot of what uh, your program's going through. Yeah, and the thing, when you say Florida State, the first thing that that comes to comes to view for you when you turn the tape on some things don't change they have a lot of talented players and the, the film doesn't lie it's a lot of athletes tells you that. and yeah when we were in tampa our days when we were wearing my wife's favorite color until we walked buccaneer bruce off the plank that bright orange <laughs> she used to love that she said why are you guys walking off the plank i said it's awful you know we walked them off the plank but we had a bunch of players from florida state i mean Derek mm-hmm. brooks being one of them right, I mean, right. so i get it uh, when you when you're coaching down in that area you know the, the, it's a hotbed of, of, of talented players um but they're going through a transition as well I was visiting with Nate when we were driving over, and I said, you know, when we finally play a game, a month has gone by before we actually played a football game. Mm-hmm. That's how long it's been. A month and a day, to be exact, yeah. When we kicked the ball off, and so I, I think you got to make sure that as a coach, for, for me personally, to, to get our guys ready to play a game because they haven't played in quite some time. And with all the stuff going on, for sure, yeah. that's, uh, that's, a big, uh, that's a big deal. And what similarities between the programs? Uh, both have good athletes. Both have had 1,000-yard running backs that won't be there. They have a kid named Cam Akers who rushed for over 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns. He, too, like Eno, has decided to forego the game to begin uh, pursuit of an NFL career. And their backup quarterback, a kid named Alex Hornibrook, he will not uh, play in the game. He threw for almost 1,000 yards for them this season. Yeah, they're, they're talented. Uh, they got a big wide at the head and left, though, number 15. Every That's time right, you, yeah. <laughs> Marvin, you know, now Marvin, all of a sudden, with all these changes, think about this, Marvin Lewis, was an advisor 
And today he was on the field. He was a secondary coach. <laughs> said, you can't make this stuff yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> and Ray came out there to make sure he, he was seeing him. I said, yeah, Marvin's a new secondary coach now. Because Coach White is coaching the whole defense and Marvin's coaching the secondary. <laughs> Another chapter in your book, I think. Uh, huh? well, you can't make it up. Boy, I'll buy that book for sure. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means... 21. We have a lot more to come on tonight's special bowl game edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards presented by Coors Light. Up next, you will meet the two gentlemen who will be the Sun Devils co-wide receivers and tight ends coach. One a newcomer, Prentice Gill, and the other one of the Sun Devils all-time greats, Derek Hagan. But first, let's take a timeout on the Sun Devil Radio Network presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Again, a reminder, we're airing tonight's installment of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live for all of our fans who couldn't make it out to the Lodge for this final show of the year. You can check out the live stream on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Also, fans, you can keep up with our ASU radio play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram by following at SunDevilPBP. I'm Tim Healy, and as we continue with tonight's show, it's time for me to welcome in uh, two members of Herm Edwards' football staff at Arizona State. One is brand new to Tempe, I mean within the last week or two, and the other is a familiar face now in a different place. The first, just to my right here for folks in the restaurant, is a gentleman who arrived within the last 10 days after spending the 2019 regular season at Oregon as an offensive analyst for the 2019 Pac-12 champion Ducks. From 2016 to 18, he was a graduate assistant at USC, where he worked with the Trojans' great group of receivers. He is a strong recruiter, has great ties to Southern California, and at Arizona State, he'll serve as an assistant recruiting coordinator and the Sun Devils' co-wide receivers and tight ends coach. We welcome Prentice Gill to the Sun Devil football family. Prentice, great to have you aboard, sir. Definitely. Thanks for joining us tonight. Now, the last time uh, we visited El Paso two years ago, our other guest in this segment was a member of our Sun Devil Radio Network crew as a sideline reporter. And now, after two years as an offensive analyst, he's ready to embark on a full-time coaching position as he tries to teach Sun Devil receivers to catch the ball as well as he did from 2002 to 2005 when he caught 258 passes for nearly 4,000 yards. And those are both the number one figures in the history of Arizona State football. It's great to have my buddy Derek Hagan on the show. D. Hague, welcome back, partner. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Man, we miss you on the sideline. <laughs> Jordan Simone's doing a great job filling your shoes, but uh, that, was a, that was a fun couple of years. Any special memories? Memories from those two years on the sidelines. I think just being around uh, yourself and a rapper, you know, obviously learning a lot from you guys. Uh, Don't forget Sean Crespin. And, and Sean Crespin yeah. over here, my fault. Uh, but uh, you know, it's fun. You know, being around you guys, being able to travel with the team, and uh, you know, call games and 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 see what's happening from a different perspective, from going from being a, a player to a sideline reporter, now a coach. Uh, so I've had the chance to to, to see it all. So. It's going great so far. A lot of uh, broadcasters or guys who have been coaches and then get into broadcasting and then get back into coaching say the broadcasting thing really helped them in basketball and in football. Yeah, it does. You know, obviously, uh, you know, being a former player or broadcaster, you know, it's just certain things you see about being a former player. You see it before it even happens. So it, it sort of helps you a lot, you know, when the game is going on. You're able to call certain plays or, or see certain situations before it even happens. So obviously helped out a whole lot. 
Prentice, uh, you were part, as we said, of uh, the Pac-12 championship staff at Oregon as an offensive analyst. Uh, what were some of the factors that led you to accept uh, Coach Edwards' offer to come down here to Arizona State? Um, obviously, first off, you know, it's a, it's a step up in my career, you know, going from an analyst, going there from an go. analyst, and um, now I'm getting a chance to get my first full-time, you know, position job. Uh, second thing is obviously uh, Coach AP. You know, I've been on AP for a couple years now, and um, mm-hmm. he's a, you know, as you guys seen as a recruiter, he's a very uh, – you know, he can motivate people to do some things, you know. So, um, but no, honestly, I'm super excited. And, then, you know, last but not least, Coach Edwards, I mean, you know, that name stands on his own. And, I mean, I can't be grateful enough. I think I've thanked him about five times since I've been here. <laughs> He's probably tired of me saying thank you, you yeah. know. But, no, I'm excited. We're excited to have you. And, you know, the Ducks didn't run into many road bumps uh, along the road to a Pac-12 championship, but one of the ones they did run into was right here in Tempe on uh, November 23rd when the Sun Devils took down then sixth-ranked Oregon, 31-28. What were your uh, takeaways from that game and the impressions you got of this ASU football team from that game? My main my main impression, I think I actually told AP, was just that this team is a very chippy team. And um, I don't think they care, you know, too much about the name that rolls in. And uh, that's, the, that's the biggest thing I like about this team. You know, we were, we were rolling down there at Oregon, uh, probably on a six- or seven-game win streak, you mm-hmm. know, and I think we had just broke top five or right at top five, and um, they didn't blink, you know. And I, knew, I saw it in warm-ups, and I told AP after the game, I said, I could see it in warm-ups that they were ready to go. And uh, they didn't care how many seniors we had, how many – you know, returning guys, how good our O-line was, they didn't flinch. I think that was the biggest thing I took away from the game. Boy, and that uh, that kind of nails it right on the head because the yeah. Sun Devils really stepped up with a fabulous performance. And, D. Haig, for two years you were an analyst, which means you couldn't coach <laughs> these young men. Now you can. How hard was that to not be able to get hands-on with the guys, and how great is it that you can now? Uh, it was difficult, but but I, I knew my role. You know, obviously coming in, uh, you know, the biggest thing was just just to watch and observe and, and see certain things, you know, and, and try to just, just put a stamp on it. You know, obviously uh, – being a former receiver and a former player, I, I wanted to be out there coaching, but I couldn't. You know, I just had to had to stay in my lane and just see what was going on and and learn. Mm-hmm. You know, so so for myself, it was a good learning process for two years just just to be able to see certain things that go on and and, and learning how to be a coach. You know, I've been a player before, but I never was a coach. Yeah. You know, so I had to just sit back, relax, and just just see the the, the bigger picture. You know, I was sitting down with with Coach Herm and. And Coach Fisher and some of the other coaches that were around, just watching those guys, how they conduct themselves in a meeting, certain things that you want to do in meetings or, or you got to do what you some things you do in the meetings and take what you do in the meetings to the playing field. So yeah. a lot of things I had to learn. But, you know, I felt like, you know, after these two years, you know, I feel like I'm ready to go. And, and, and now it's like, you know, the 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 weight is off my shoulder because now I can go out there and run around and, and be myself and have a good time. Prentice, talk about your coaching style, yours and D. Hague's, because I have talked to several receivers in the last week, and they all, to a man, have just been impressed greatly by the way you've coached them up in just in these couple of bowl practices. And the thing that they talk about is your attention to detail. Uh, yeah, I would say that's the biggest strength I probably have as a coach. Um, getting you know coming up under uh, T. Martin. He was really big on detail. We had uh, your former uh, coordinator at USC. Yes, right? sir. He's uh-huh. who got me into coaching. So um, he was really big on detail. We, you know, we had a good group down there. And they were really big. And honestly, with Coach Hagen, with Derek, it, it's not. It, it wasn't hard to 
to go ahead and mesh it because, I mean, the moment me and him started talking about wide receiver play, I mean, it was like we were finishing, finishing each other's sentences at times. So he's a very detailed guy. I'm very detailed. And uh, I love it because, you know, now we basically got two sets of eyes and, you know, we don't really miss a lot. You know, so to me, that's the best part about it. And uh, the wideouts seem fired up. They're, they're working really hard. And uh, me and D. Haig, we mesh really well. And honestly, it's been a really, it's been a really, really good experience so far. D. Haig, I know you're a big uh, stickler for precise routes. And uh, I think that's an underrated part of being a good receiver, the precision in your route running. I, I think that that's it's very important. You know, you got to be able to run routes. You know, I tell, I, I tell our guys all the time, you have to be a complete wide receiver. You got to be able to run every route in the route tree because sometimes you just can't be a guy that's going to run a go route. You know, you got to be able to to run that 12-yard curl route and get out of your break and, and run back to the ball and, and create that separation at the top to get open. And, and if you can do that, I feel like you can run every route in the route tree. You'll be able to, you know, scare defenses because they understand it doesn't matter what they do. You know, it's all about what you do because you're crafty. You have that technique. You have that patience. You have the uh, – the fundamentals and the details to separate yourself from those DBs at all times. Yeah. Derek, you, even though you weren't coaching the last couple of years, you've been able to observe this uh, wide receiver group. Now that Brandon Ayuk is gone off to the uh, NFL and a, a well-deserved opportunity to become a pro, how do, you, how do you feel about the rest of the group heading into the Sun Bowl game? Well, it's all about growth. I think, uh, you know, we, we've been out there for three days, and, and I think they understand what we, we want out of them. You know, those guys, Coach Herman is always talking about assignment, alignment, and technique. You know, and just going out there and finishing. And if you do those three things, you know, you're able to you're able to get the job done. So I think those guys, they understand that, uh, you know, they got a huge job and task in front of them. And if they just take it day by day and, you know, we're trying to develop those guys. You know, we told them the other night, you know, we've got these nine practices to, to get ready for Florida State. That's that's our whole mindset. This is the last game of the season. This is our Super Bowl. So we want to finish this season off the right way, then get ready for next year after that. Prentice, as you've come in, what's your take on this Sun Devil receiving group that you will be coaching now? Uh, I like them. I like them. I think the biggest thing, like I told Coach <clears throat> excuse me, Edwards, is that the guys want to be good. You know, that's the biggest thing. And to me, as long as they want to be good, you know, we can then push them you know, to measures that they probably never seen before, you know, and I think that was the biggest thing I wanted to do coming in is really, you know, especially with being a young coach is that, you know, being from the Southern California area, you know, everybody knew down there I could recruit. I really wanted to prove myself as a coach, you know what I mean? And that's the reason why I'm so thankful for the position. And these guys I'm really thankful for because we don't have a bad group. Like we don't have a bad guy in the group. They all want to learn, you know, it's a young group, Mm -hmm. you know, but they all want to learn. They all really work hard. And they want to be good. You know, they want to be good, and they're very critical of themselves. And it allows us to just push them. You know, we could push them, we could push them, we could push them, and they don't fold. You know, they keep working. So I like the group a lot. D. Haig, uh, we lose one senior in Brandon Ayuk, but there's another very special senior in your position room, Kyle Williams, who will be playing his final game as right. a Sun Devil in El Paso. Uh, reflect on him and what he's meant to the program. I mean, he's meant a lot, you know, just being around, being around the program the last four years and just watching him grow. You know, first, obviously, myself being on the sideline as a, as a radio radio sideline reporter, but now being on staff, you know, it's just been awesome just, just to watch him grow from where he was at as a freshman coming in from Marietta Valley in California mm-hmm. now, you know, being a senior. You know, sometimes you don't think about how, how fast college goes by. You know, those four years go by pretty quick, and he's uh, – you know, obviously one of the hardest workers, if not the hardest worker on the team, you know, shows up every day, doesn't complain, always does the right thing, always in the right spot, you know, and that's what you want. You want a guy that's going to give you 110% every day, and, and that's the type of guy he is. And obviously we know we're going to lose him, but, uh, you know, I think uh, 
he's leaving a great legacy as a Sun Devil, and I know he's always going to bleed maroon and gold. And there's help on the way, Prentice, because uh, in your signing class yesterday, you inked two solid receivers, 6'6", Johnny Wilson, yes, who flipped from Oregon to Arizona State, and then Chad Johnson, Jr., uh, yes, a four-star recruit also of Southern California. His dad, the famous Chad Johnson, former Ocho Cinco <laughs> of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, uh, your, your thoughts about coaching those fellas in the future? Oh, super excited. I mean, I, obviously, I was real stoked for Johnny. Um, you know, him being down there, I was, you know, stoked to have him down there. And when I was able to come up here and then, you know, we were able to get the flip. I mean, super excited about Johnny. He's a 6'6 body. You know, you can't find bodies like that. Uh, and the guy's a spider web. You know, you can throw the ball anywhere. He can track it. He has great hands. He has great eyes. Uh, love Johnny. And obviously, Chad, you know, Chad's going to be a really good player. And I think that the biggest thing that people underestimate about Chad and is, is kind of, you know, similar to his dad is his confidence. You know, his confidence is sky high. And uh, that's 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 half of the battle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Chad, Chad's going to be a really good player. He's very confident. And he's going to bring a certain energy, you know, to the group that uh, we, we probably don't have right now. So I'm super excited about him, too. It seems like Chad committed about, what, 13, 14 years ago. <laughs> first first committed of the 2020 he's, class. He's yeah. been a uh, commit for quite a while. Hasn't right, he? long time. And long doing time. a great job recruiting uh, fellow t- future teammates. Yeah, he might, he might be a better recruiter than AP, so. <laughs> Look out. Look Watch out. out. Well, I'll tell you what, I think uh, our fans realize now that the Sun Devil receivers and their tight ends are in good hands for the next few years with these two gentlemen coaching them. Prentice Gill, great to have you at Arizona State. Thank you. D. Haig, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it, Best of luck to you as you continue on in your coaching career. Great guests here tonight on the show. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. In our next segment, we will hear from recruiting coordinator Antonio Pierce. And also, you'll meet the Sun Devils' new offensive coordinator, Zach Hill. He will join us when we return in a moment here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. Say on game day, leave the driving to Lyft, proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. We're talking Arizona State football on this Thursday night before Christmas. I'm Tim Healy, your host. We're at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. As I said, we do have a veritable cornucopia of guests on tonight's Bowl Preview Show. And uh, two more are joining us now in this segment. Our first guest appearing on the show for the second time this season. And oh, by the way, his first visit resulted in maybe one of the best coaches show segments in the history of the Pac-12 Conference. He is Arizona State's second-year linebackers coach and has knocked it out of the park as the Sun Devils recruiting coordinator. Great to have AP Coach Antonio Pierce with us. AP, good to see you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Second, two times. Yes, indeed. And yeah, I appreciate just it. Make, mean, make, this one right. as, make, make this one as good as the last one, we and will. we're dialed in, buddy. We'll try. Also with us in this segment, a gentleman that we are delighted to welcome tonight to Arizona State. For the past four years, he has been the offensive coordinator for one of college football's best programs of the new millennium, the Boise State Broncos, en route to a 12-1 and 
one season this year, a Mountain West Conference championship, and a number 19 national ranking. His Bronco offense ranked 14th in the nation in scoring, averaging almost 37 points per game with a true freshman starting quarterback. Does that sound familiar? He's now on board as ASU's new coordinator. Let's welcome Zach Hill to Sun Devil Football. Zach, great to have you here, bud. Great to be here, Tim. Thanks for having me. So great to have you in town. What's the, we're, you and I talked today out of the facility. You must feel like you're in the middle of a whirlwind right now, you and your family, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little crazy. You know, we get done with our championship game and able to uh, you know talk with Coach Edwards and and uh, you know made that transition down here. I, you know, it's nice having my wife Holly down here as well. I just picked her up from the airport, uh, but it's it's definitely been a whirlwind trying to meet everybody and, and mm-hmm. new faces and. Uh, Working with the uh, HR and compliance, and, and you know, obviously, I've got a different role down here right now with uh, you know not being a, a true active coach sure. and, and being able to see the the bowl game. But uh, you know, putting it all together, and want to thank Coach Edwards and uh, Ray Anderson for uh, having me and hiring me uh, in this opportunity, and uh, excited to get things going. We're excited to have you here, and as you said, you've been able to observe a couple of practices now. I know it's really early, but what are some of the early thoughts in your mind about the offense you'll be taking over? Well. You know, we want to make it tough for the defense. We want to make it tough for these guys. Okay, so uh, whether it's shift in motion, whether it's different personnel groups, um, tempo that we're using, you know, and so a lot of those things, we're, we're trying to find ways to make it hard on the defense. We, we have got very good playmakers and excited to work with those guys and some new guys that are going to be on campus with this great recruiting class. Uh, thanks to AP and the, and the mm-hmm. crew that's been here. Um, so trying to find ways to get those playmakers the ball, get them in space, and uh, get them in the right situations where we can score a lot of points. And I'm guessing you're going to build an offense that's going to accentuate the talents of number five, huh? That's a big piece. Yeah, Yeah. so... uh, Jaden Daniels is a phenomenal quarterback. Obviously, had a great year this year. He's a great leader. He's a great person. Uh, he's a, he's great for that locker room. And you know, you can see his command and the decision making is uh, very impressive. Watching him on film. No question. Well, your offense is going to get some new blood as of yesterday. Five of Arizona State's 13 signees on National Letter of Intent Day were offensive players, including two highly touted wide receivers. We've talked about a terrific running back, AP. Give us your overview of this signing class. It was good. It's productive. As always, as Coach Edwards talked and Coach Hill about surrounding Jaden Daniels with elite talent, you know, guys that can do what IU did. And Nikhil Harry and Eno Benjamin has done over the last two years for us offensively. And now we got a quarterback in the OC. And listen, I've been recruiting him. Now he doesn't realize it. My son <laughs> is at Boise State. So I've watched this offense. There you go. Wow. Um, up close, in person, at practice. At game, so I know what we were getting. I made sure I let Coach Edwards know that we're going to score points. You know, and we just got to hold those guys down. Coach says 17, so he's got 40, so we're pretty good spotted. But going back to the recruiting, I mean, when you look at what we did for the offense with a big 6-6 body type receiver, Coach Edwards wanted that body type, that red zone threat. Jaden Daniels had that in high school as well. We got that. Chad Johnson, you, you hit on it. He's been committed since we got here, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been one of our biggest recruiters, and we wanted a big back. And we got to go all the way to the Midwest to go get that guy and listen. When you Doesn't matter out, where you go to get him, does it? Well, it does. When you, know, you beat out Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, that, that Big Ten country, mm-hmm. that means a lot. You know, yeah. to go in that, in that country and pull that kind of guy out. 
And then we got a lot more coming. I mean, just just hold on. February. You thought if you thought this December signing class was special? Wow. Wait till we get to February and we finish the pieces for the offices of coaches and Coach Hill and Jaden. As they used to say in TV, check your local listings. Right. Uh, we'll be back with more. Yes, like, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Exactly. Zach, how do you envision these newcomers? It's got to be nice to work with a guy like a Johnny Wilson that, uh, as AP said yesterday, can go get those 50-50 balls. Most definitely. Anytime you've got a guy that 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 is that big and has that wingspan and can go get balls like he does and have that athleticism. I mean, he's a weapon that, that you don't find very often. And so it's exciting in, you know, all the different personnel groups that we're going to be in, being able to use him in a lot of different ways to score touchdowns. Let's talk about some of your offensive philosophies in general and uh, what you try to do to a defense when you're uh, putting together your offensive game plan. Well, I think, you know, again, going back to the stressing the defense, you know, and, and every play and every situation has different elements. You know, so whether you're trying to use some tempo, whether you're trying to use uh, and create differences, you know, in the defense and making their eyes, um, you know, do different things or make them get into certain checks uh, through shifts and motions, uh, whether that is, um, you know, a speed from the huddle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different ways to, to be able to to, to differentiate you know your each play and and so being smart in certain situations and then using your personnel wisely and, and tra- trying to create matchups you know what, at what the kind end of, of the day that's what it's about what kind of role do you envision like for the tight end or the fullback in your offense well boise state's always been that offense that has you know run the ball efficiently to set up shots and to create uh you know space for our playmakers and and the tight ends have been a big piece of that mm-hmm. um so trying to find those guys that, that fit uh, that mold, whether it's an inline tight end, uh, a bigger blocker, and a guy that can reach, you know, and get and get the edge for uh, those running backs or, in, you know, in our sweep game, uh, or even the movement tight ends that are more athletic but bigger bodies and create matchup difficulties for, you know, either backers or smaller, you know, corners and stuff. So, um, you know, we, we've used tight ends a lot of different ways, you know, at Boise State, and right now you just, you know, I'm just observing, trying to see the personnel, sure. see what we've got all right here's what's coming in and then how can we utilize those guys in different ways to create mismatches ap this recruiting class wasn't or the signees yesterday not just about offense either in fact eight of your signees are on the defensive side of the ball give us your overview of that group well let's start up front right you got omar lott big kid out of uh, sacramento out in the bay area jamar kane if you couldn't close that deal that kid was in his wedding so if he couldn't close out that deal, we had a problem. So we knew we had that one locked. But that guy plays all three positions for us. You know, he does an outstanding job. He'll be a big body. Reminds me of Stephon Wright. Joe Moore we got out of uh, Missouri. Uh, defensive end guy, you know, you watch this this year. We kind of struggle a little bit getting to the quarterback. So we need a guy off the edge. He fits that for us. And then I'm not going to be biased, but, you know, we got some linebackers coming in. Got a guy named Jordan Banks, mm-hmm. a heavily recruited uh, linebacker out of Norbon. Same school as Darian, Darian Butler, Butler yeah. and Mason Williams. And that that'll be a hotbed for us for years to come. But you know, he brings that kind of Darian Butler, Merlin Robertson impact as a freshman. You'll see that from him. Caleb McCullough is gonna be a really good player. We was actually at a state game. We had nine coaches uh, at the state title game in, in Los Angeles last week and watched Caleb McCullough in person, along with Edward Woods, one of our other commits from uh, uh, McClyman's High McClyman's in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, same school. Marcus Peters went to mm-hmm. top end speed guy. Could probably play all three positions in our secondary. Mason Williams, I hit on a little bit from Norbon. Uh, a corner comes with. He got a brother that plays in uh, in the Pac-12 as well. And then T. Lee went all the way to Georgia. Went all the way to Georgia. They got a Buford, Georgia. Yeah. Buford, big time program there. They won their state title. Uh, so what you see in the group of players that we got is a bunch of winners. We got a lot of winners. We're bringing that pedigree 
here to Tempe. Plus a DJ Taylor from uh, the Tampa area. Sorry, too. Now I can't, can't forget DJ Taylor. We've got so many DBs, but we got DJ Taylor from uh, Florida. Another guy, you know, he's the best player on the field when you watch him offensive, defensively, punt return, kickoff return. So I think we did a good job going after what we wanted. We wanted secondary guys that can cover, some linebackers that has that brute strength, that ill intent we talk about, mm-hmm. and D-line again at the quarterback. I love that ill intent. And uh, one thing you did in this recruiting class was continue to establish that footprint in California, and especially Southern California. And it is. I mean, and that's the reason why you get a guy like Prentice Gill on board. Derek Hagan, the rest of our staff, Tony White, Jamar Kane. I mean, you, you just see what we're building here as far as a staff and how strong we're going to be in Southern California. It's not a knock nowhere else. That's the hotbed. Uh, we're getting love from that area right now. Obviously, those guys are coming in playing for us. Uh, but more importantly, what you're seeing is us take advantage of an area that ASU has struggled at in years. And, and we're not done. we got several more scholarships to go, and I'm sure, like I told uh the media yesterday will be 65 to 70% of our signees will be from California, some part of California. And that's good because mm-hmm. guess what? Those guys are used to going against the SC, the UCLA guys, those Oregon Duck guys. You know what I mean? So when we step on the field, nobody's scared. There's no blinking. Mm-hmm. There's no blinking. They go out there. They're anticipating. we got to actually slow them down a little bit because they want to go out there and prove themselves to those guys of those other schools. And as you mentioned, this is only a partial uh, recruiting <laughs> class because there's uh, still more news to come uh, with the February signing day. Some right? big news. Some yeah. big news. I know Zach is going to be happy. Got some more playmakers coming soon for him. And, and that's what this is all about. This, this class really was about the offense and Jane Daniels. And Zach Hill, listen, here you go. Here are all the toys. Mm-hmm. And let's go. Let's go have some fun and get to that Pac-12 championship. And Zach, I think you're anxious to get out on the recruiting tail, aren't you, come January? Very much so. You know, and it'll be nice for me to get out there and be able to, to see and be in with those families and see some of the guys that we've signed and, and make those connections. You know, obviously coming in at this point um, and not being able to get on the phone and do some some of the recruiting things, sure. um, to be able to get in and, and, and create those real connections is going to be uh, huge. And, and and obviously some of those guys are going to be on campus early and early enrollees and, mm-hmm. and jumping into the mix and um but yeah like like ap saying you know we're not done yet in recruiting and there's there's still some more spots that we need to fill and uh we're excited to do that so what's your will whirlwind going to be like over the next few weeks uh maybe some christmas with the family and then right back here are you going to be in el paso for the sun bowl game yeah so back to boise uh for a couple days and, and spending uh, christmas with my parents then back to el paso and being able to, to watch the bowl game mm-hmm. uh be with the crew down here again evaluating uh everything the coaches and and the uh you know, the staff and the players and the personnel and, and then putting things together and prepping really for, for spring as well and yes. then doing some recruiting. Yeah. Zach told me a really cool thing today. His parents live in Boise, and they are thinking about moving down here with you coming here because they just want to be close to you and your family. They want to be close to the grandkids. Yeah, that's that, that's, that that's what yeah. they really want. <laughs> they want to be around the grandkids. So uh, they'll, they'll find some different ways to get down here and uh, excited that, uh, you know, we're living in this, this uh, climate and, mm-hmm. uh, and in Phoenix. So. Well, it's so great to have you at Arizona State, Zach. Uh, we're lucky to have you as offensive Thank you coordinator. Very much. Thanks for coming Appreciate on the show. It. AP, always Sorry. great, partner. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Antonio Pierce, Zach Hill, uh, Sun Devils recruiting coordinator and our brand-new offensive coordinator, our guests on this segment. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Edwards will rejoin me as we look ahead to the Sun Bowl game with Florida State. But first, these messages on the Sun Devil Radio network the fourth quarter is next on all aboard with sun devil head football coach herm edwards 
Even the devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. As we wind down this show and our season of shows with Coach Herm Edwards here tonight, I'm Tim Healy. And in case you missed it at the beginning of the show, we had breaking news tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards as Herm announced in the first segment that Tony White will become the Sun Devils' new defensive coordinator, replacing Danny Gonzalez, who's off to Albuquerque to be the new head coach at his alma mater, the University of New Mexico. Uh, what were some of the characteristics about Tony that uh, led you to promote him, Herm? Well, obviously, you know, has been in this defense, and that helps him a lot. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, being a former linebacker helped him uh, Coaching the back end helped him because he knew the front end uh, very well. So, I mean, it was an easy transition um, uh, with that being said. And, um, you know, when you look at your staff, you're always looking to, uh, you know, to, to give guys opportunities. And, and now with AP being the assistant head coach, that takes a lot of weight off me too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people don't realize that when I became a coach in the National Football League, I, I was a, basically a scout. And then I learned under Tony Dungy how to become a secondary coach. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I went with Tony uh, to Tampa to learn how to be a head coach. I was the assistant head coach. And, and you know, some people think that's just a title. No. no it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the decisions that he had to make, whether it was drafts or with players, I would sit in there with him. And he would tell me why he was making these decisions. And so I learned how to become a head coach under him. I would never was a coordinator. He didn't want me to be a coordinator. See, I'm, I'm not bringing you down to be a coordinator. I'm going to teach you how to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. And so now with AP, you know, having that duty, I mean, look, we're going to lose him. Okay? Eventually he's going to go. Well, I, I, we get all that. And, and, and But before he goes, um, we're going to do a lot of good things here. And then hopefully he's going to have aspirations, which he does, to be a head coach one day. And, and, and I want him to do that. You know, that, that, that's important. It's important that guys that come out of your staff, they reflect the culture here, and it starts with the AD and the president. And they take that to other universities, and they look at it and say, we want that culture. Well, you feel good about that as a coach, mm-hmm. that these guys are taking your culture somewhere else and spreading it in college football. That's a good thing. That's never a bad thing. I think fans get all over. What do you guys? They're going to leave. Yeah. Eventually, if you want them to leave, you want them to have opportunities. We want our players to graduate, and if they have enough talent, be pro football players. That represents our university. We want our coaches eventually to leave here, become head coaches, become coordinators. That's good for our university. It's good for our program. It's all good. That's how I look at things. Life is good. It's not bad. It's good. It's actually good. <laughs> and what you do, some people may not realize, Tony White played in the Pac-12. Then it was the Pac-10. He was at UCLA in the late uh, 90s, so he knows this league in and out. Well, him and AP both, because AP, AP, now we won't even say who he played for. Well, yeah. How about that? And I he's think, coaching here. I think everybody knows. And he's coaching here. Yeah. I mean, what does that say about a guy? Okay, so come on. <laughs> he found the light is what, <laughs> what it says about him, I think. But oh, boy. He's flashing the pitchfork now, ladies there and gentlemen. Goes. All right, Herm, uh, what's on your to-do list now after the, uh, after the uh, Sun Bowl? Well, then spring ball starts, and we're going to finish up with recruiting. Uh, you, you never stop recruiting. Uh, we're, AP are telling me we're talking about the 2022s already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's you're, you're always recruiting. I mean, it, Al Luganville was saying the same thing yesterday. Uh, and no then he said, finally, after two years, you're now caught up, basically, on the recruiting We're game. finally caught up. It, it took us two seasons. Uh, and, and people don't realize how hard that is. And uh, it's a credit to the coaches. 
it's a credit to Al and, and AP, their organization, on how we're going to attack this. But you need assistant coaches that want that are involved in this, and, and our staff is involved in recruiting. That's the lifeblood of any college uh, culture. You have to recruit players that fit your DNA, and we're on our way to doing it. This is actually our second class of, of, of full recruits that we can actually recruit, Wow! and, and that's important. Well, I'll tell you what, these uh, shows this year, the last two years, have been as enjoyable an experience as I've had in my 40-plus years in broadcasting. It's been a lot of fun to work with you, but still a little warm business. Uh, the Sun Bowl game huh, against Florida State on the New Year's Eve. We get an opportunity to win another football game, and that's kind of important. Uh, that's what this thing's all about. You, you have an opportunity to prepare and go win a game. And I'll tell you what, from a four-game losing streak in uh, late October and early November, an 8-5 and five final record, while not what you aspire to in the long term, certainly looks pretty darn good for 2019. It, it really will be nice if we can end it that way uh, with this young class of players because, as we know, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. We'll only have seven seniors next year. Wow. Not bad. Think about it. The Sun Devil Radio Network will be in El Paso to bring you coverage of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Heck, we might even bring you back some Frosted Flakes. It all begins with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show hosted by Jeff Munn and Jordan Simone at 10 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Jordan and Jeff Van Rapport will join me for the broadcast of the game around 12 noon. And it'll be on 98.7 FM. Thanks again to our great engineer producer, Sean Crespin, to ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director, Tim Cassidy, and to Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network. Thanks as well to The Lodge for their hospitality and to all our great Sun Devil fans for joining us each and every week. Till we meet again, for Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network. Presented by Mid-First Bank.